You can support the Reality Check podcast on Patreon, GoFundMe, or by purchasing one of my books. Links down in the show notes below. Welcome to the Reality Check podcast. I'm Zachary Phillips. So in today's episode, I've got a friend of mine on the podcast, Troy Fumo. He's recently won a flyweight MMA title. So I wanted to have him on the podcast to talk about the anxiety and nerves and motivation and preparation prior to such a big event. And this podcast was quite good in the sense that we went quite deep into the mental state going into a bout, but also into Troy's mental state prior and where he's come from. So I didn't realize this prior to the interview, but he's come from a place that was quite challenging in terms of mental health and anxiety from literally being housebound and unable to answer phones or answer the doors due to fear to getting you know on stage punching on with someone for 15 minutes in front of a crowd of thousands of people with you know a bunch of his friends and family directly there supporting and watching him such a massive turnaround such a massive change so i think a lot of people will get a lot from this podcast, even if you're not into fighting or martial arts in general, just hearing Troy's story and how he's come from where he was to where he is, is massively inspiring. And I can, I can definitely appreciate that journey and the desire to change and grow. And I think one of the things that he said was that now that he's in the place that he is, he doesn't want to be taken back to where he used to be. So this is there's this constant motivation to keep working on himself, to keep growing, to keep pushing. So if you're into MMA and martial arts and want to have a look at the bit of the psychology behind that, listen to this podcast. And even if you're not, even if you're just wanting to get help and inspiration to overcome crippling anxiety, this will be a podcast for you. I really enjoyed having Troy on the podcast. He's an amazing guy to work with, to train with, as well as to interview. Check it out. Okay, so I'm here with Troy Fumo. He's one of my training partners, a fellow kids class coach, and now a undefeated MMA champion. Welcome. Thank you very much. <laughs> I wanted to have you on the podcast to talk about a couple of things. The first one being, um, well, let's just give a bit, of, a bit of an introduction before we go into what we're going to talk about. You've been training martial arts for how long? I've been training for about, I'd say four, four years in four martial years. arts, yes. Yeah, um, primarily or started out with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Yeah, started off with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, for a few years and then I started incorporating all assets of martial arts with uh, the striking and wrestling. Yeah, so just to give a little bit of a rundown of what MMA actually is in case anyone isn't aware, it's what they do in the UFC. So it's you start standing, touch gloves, you're punching. If the fight goes to the ground, you keep going to the ground. You can win via submission, which is chokes, joint locks, or by punching someone until... Either they quit or the ref stops. Yeah, exactly. Um, so obviously, you've been training for for quite a while. You've done a bunch of jujitsu competitions, and now you're moving into MMA. You're now a champion. <laughs> Went to the fight. I just wanted to get a bit of a rundown. How do you get the motivation to train hard enough to win something? That's obviously you know both of you in the cage. You're both wanting this hard. You're both going to be you know you're trying to kill each other basically. How do you get the motivation to get up to the level and to, to do that in the first place? Well, a lot of it is that, that fear of failure. Um, so 
if I if I had that doubt that I wouldn't be able to get to that level, then I probably wouldn't be motivated. Um, part of motivation I find is having a realistic goal. You know, an unachievable goal is very hard to get motivated for. Um, but the fact that I saw being good at MMA and actually having success was an achievable goal. All I had to do was work hard for it. It it that keeps me motivated. And the fact that I have a time frame, I'm fighting this person at this date. They've got this set set of skills. I've got that. I've got that goal there to strive towards, and that's the motivation that keeps me running. Okay, so that that's now, right? You've had a few yeah. under your belt. Um, let's say you prior to your first mm-hmm. MMA fight, because like I've had one uh, kickboxing fight, yeah. scared the shit out of me. I won the fight, and I'm like, never fucking doing that again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so how did you how did you sort of overcome those nerves prior to the first fight? Um, well, I guess if we go from the beginning. Uh, to the, to my first competition where um, when I started with just Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, mm-hmm. which is a lot less, um, it's scary a lot less consequences, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. So it's it's a, it's a bit less intimidating uh, if you look at it from the outskirts. It's just it's just grappling with no striking involved at all, and uh, a lot more rules set in place to keep the uh, to keep the athletes protected. But um, there's still the same competition nerves. It's still competition. There's still pressure on you to perform. There's still this anxiety that you build up in your own head of, uh, you know, what are people going to think if I lose, you know, all this sort of stuff that runs through your mind when you're about to compete against someone. And uh, early on, the um, I was I, I felt like I, I, saw, I see some of the guys competing for the first time now and I, I think that they handle themselves a lot better than what I did when I first started. I was terrible. I um I would freeze. I, I felt so nauseous during and after and before the matches. Um I had no control over my um anxiety and stress and emotions leading up to competitions. And so that really hindered my performances and but it actually that alone motivated me because I knew that it was something that I could overcome and I didn't want to have that because I still had my goals. It wasn't like I was satisfied with just, with just doing one competition. Like, okay, I've tested it. I tried it. I'm happy. I had more goals I wanted to achieve in this sport. So the fact that I struggled really badly with my anxiety with competition, I, I didn't want that to stop me. I didn't want that to be, well, I, I did it, you know, it's good now to stop. Um, because I knew that there was a lot more work to be done. I knew that I, I needed to find ways to overcome overcome those uh, those emotions. So that was my motivation, was I would push my put myself in these competitions where I was terrified and, you know, like I would underperform badly and I'd like, you know, and that was the impression I was leaving on people was like, man, this guy's just going to these competitions and losing all the time. Like, you know, I could just be at the gym and, and dominate at the gym and, be, and have this reputation of being good, but never competing. But there was something that I wanted to achieve for my own growth and my own development in the sport. And that's what kept me motivated. That's what I wanted to eventually overcome and achieve. So, so that's from jujitsu, and I suppose it's just a logical step to go to the, like the boxing or the Muay Thai fighting. And then from that into the MMA fighting, it's like yep. that same thing applied again and again, yeah? Yeah. Mm. Okay, so let's go for an MMA fight. The It's more serious, or the, the title fight, yep. right? <laughs> so I was in the crowd with, I don't know, maybe there was 30-ish from the gym. 
plus yeah. people, maybe more, plus <laughs> yeah. people from the family. Like it was, it was almost yeah, embarrassing was how loud people were cheering for you because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone was there. It was crazy. So for a belt, you're the final on the card. So there's 14 people on that card or 14, yeah. 14 pairs fighting on the card. You're last. So everyone's there to yeah. see you. You came sort of and you know said hi to all the guys and girls prior and you're just very bubbly, very happy. Um, I felt more nervous for you than you seemed. <laughs> I think I think we're all sitting there like biting our nails yeah, for you. I think that was the impression. Um, and that and that was the that's the amazing thing. I mean, um, you know, that there's been a journey to get to this point. Yeah, this hasn't mm-hmm. happened overnight. Um, let's 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 go back to that to the start of your journey. Yeah. Describe how you have been with um with your anxiety as in general to where you are now. Like, yeah. So my anxiety has been long before competition anxiety it kind of correlates like i had i've been dealing with anxiety and depression and mental health issues since i'd say the the later year later teen years of my life and um they got they got real bad to a point where i was basically crippled by my my, my own mind and i you know was i was housebound i couldn't leave the house answer the door answer the phone i was so incredibly anxious so, just, so literally couldn't answer the phone. Literally couldn't, leave couldn't the answer house. the phone because I didn't know who could possibly, for whatever reason, there's just it's an unknown who's going to be behind that phone call, mm. and that that idea was just too overwhelming for me to face that I would just avoid it. You know, the easiest coping mechanisms in life is just to avoid things, mm. um, which can you know lead to horrible things where people avoid life and they avoid things to to the point where they you know suicide. Um, mm. So that was sort of the 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 low point that was the place where I was going I was heading towards in that in that moment of my life and um you know so I had to overcome I was able to overcome that once I recognized that it was mental health because at the early you know when you're a teenager that you don't really know what's going on you're just having trouble dealing with a lot of things and um you know there wasn't as much things out there about mental health as what I'm seeing in the school system now so I basically just dropped out of school um, stopped living my life, was just stuck in my bedroom 24-7, not getting, not getting hardly any sleep because I was so anxious that I couldn't even sleep. I was having um, sleep paralysis, um, waking up in the middle of the night with my heart racing, um, you know, so lack of sleep, I was getting all these weird hallucinations <laughs> at night and, um, you know, and I got all sorts of illnesses from it, you know, physical illnesses. That's what people don't, you know, people think mental illness is just, you know, toughen up get on with it but i was actually dealing with on top of all of that stuff there's physical there's symptoms, physical that are symptoms of course because you got mm. i had things i had um you know at at 17 years old i had i had 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 uh shingles i had stomach ulcers heart problems um you know i had all these procedures done on me where they're putting micro like you know microphones all through my uh not microphone cameras all through my body and you know what these are the cameras uh, that was just to check my internal organs because I was oh, getting so like many, I was getting pains. so many uh, stomach issues yep. where I was getting um, like constipation, irritable mm. bowels. Like yeah. that, they didn't yeah. really know what it was at the time because I didn't know what it was. Mm. Um, yep. That we were just trying to figure out what you know what's causing all these issues with you because you're getting all these you know intestine problems and stuff. And then lo and behold, all those things have a thing like you know stresses can cause all those things, and that's what, that's what it was. And um, so on top of just having anxiety to 
which makes things difficult in the first place. I'm getting all these physical symptoms from it, mm. which, you know, of course you're, you're feeling nauseous every day as well because you just, you're overwhelmed by it. So, um, hundred percent. And then that, that leads to lack of eating because you, you don't want to eat food because then, you know, so then you're getting mal, uh, nourished, you know, so those were all the physical things that I was dealing on, with on at, top that, of at, the at that time. And, yeah. So, yeah. um, you know, so yeah, dealing with day-to-day life like so the art like competition wasn't even in my mindset at that stage because it's just like just getting through life was was hard enough um so that that was sort of the early on uh of my life with with anxiety so this has been a you know when i when i first started getting help with my mental illness which you know i, I first started treating it properly when um at around 2011. Mm-hmm. So this has almost been a 10-year battle mm. for, for where I'm at now. Um, so, you know, people see where I'm at now, but it's like, you know, I feel like I'm almost like a black belt at dealing with my mental health when you put it, <laughs> when you put it into comparison. Yeah. Because I've, yep. de- I've, been, I've, been, I've, been, I've been training myself for, for eight years. I can, I can totally relate to that. It's like <laughs> you see me now, but far out, you didn't know where I've... Yeah. Y- you're seeing the last year or half a year yeah. or, you know, we see you up on stage holding your belt. Yeah, they see me out. And, and I got I got people that I train with some teammates that will um that likes me for advice and stuff when they're going for their competitions and they'll see me and they'll think, Oh, how do you like, you know, you how do you not get nervous and stuff? It's like like and as I say, like a lot of them are dealing with, with their first matches a lot better than, than I was. So, you know, um this has been a, a an eight year battle of, of dealing with these with these issues. You said to me, um couple of days ago you feel like having such extreme anxiety and mental health issues actually helped you in that fight or in that sort of the hours before the fight because it's like you've already you've been here you've dealt with far worse and this is more like fun or this is exciting or something yeah can you elaborate on that so um yeah what i mean by that is you know i've almost become an expert at dealing with anxiety <laughs> with panic attacks and 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 um having stress you know i feel like some people they get stressed for the first time in their life and they you know it's, it's a weird feeling that they haven't dealt with whereas i've dealt with it on a day-to-day basis you know for uh for for a long period of time so i'm quite com- comfortable with it and i sort of know what's going to happen to my body and you know i know all all the symptoms so i know that it's not going to get to a crazy point where an unknowing, I, I pretty much know exactly what's going to happen when I start feeling stressed. And, um, the, but you learn in life to really appreciate the things when things get taken away from you. Um, so it's actually funny cause I was, I was thinking about it and the things that I enjoy the most are the things that I couldn't, that I struggled with the most when I had anxiety. For example, I, I, I used to really struggle with um, getting, getting my hair cut, you know, I'd sit down and, um, you know, being trapped like this sense of I'm stuck. I can't, I don't have control of myself. You know, I would freak out and panic. And sometimes I'd have to leave the hairdressers mid midway through a haircut and have a terrible mm-hmm. haircut and just have to shave it off at home. Um, yeah. because, cause I just, I, I struggled sitting there for that long period of time. It felt like forever. I was clenching the seat the entire time. And there's the social awkwardness of them talking yes, to you exactly. and stuff. Yeah. So, that's where, like, you know, we've got a mutual friend who's who's um a yes. hairdresser, and you know, I think when when my hairdresser's I don't I don't have a hairdresser. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> when when um when when we when he sees me come in, I think I think he um 
you know, I haven't gone into too much detail with it, but um, I think he really sees how much I enjoy the experience and I like coming in and we have a nice, you know, they uh, com- have really nice conversations with each other because I'm just, you know, I, I, I love the experience now because I learned to appreciate that. A lot of people would just take a haircut for, for granted or for what it is, it's just a haircut, you know, mm. it's not a big deal. But for me, that was something that was taken away from me because of anxiety mm. and, you know, going to the movies was another one where I could not sit in a theater for for a long period of time with this darkness and loud noises and again feeling trapped and having all these people around me you know even if I was watching a movie at home I couldn't just sit on the couch and watch it I would, I would have to be pacing around the lounge room watching mm. it from standing so I couldn't just sit still I always had to be moving um, mm. so you so know, bring now bring that back to the 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 fighting yeah you're <laughs> saying you've, you've been in a far worse place basically and you you rec- you recognize these symptoms. You know how bad yeah. it can't it's gonna get. And fighting is what I love to do. That was always even at, at my lowest point of anxiety. I was I was watching UFC at home, and I always just I envied them, and I was like, I wish I could do that. You know, they, that was always a goal of mine. Mm. And um, when I started having when I started dealing with with my mental health issues and getting you know getting to a place where I could do things again, the first thing I did was sign up to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Uh, classes and start training because that was always my goal and that was always something I wanted mm. to do and um, now it, it, it's because I've got such a good hold on it as I said it's been it's been an eight-year journey um, now that I've, I finally am, am at a good place with with uh, dealing with anxiety and depression and whatnot I can just I, I now just can appreciate all those things you know because like I was I remember the times in my life where I'd sit down and watch UFC and, and wish that I could be like that. And now I'm actually doing that. So it's like, I'm, I might, I'm, of course, I'm going to get nervous. And of course, I'm going to get stressed during it. The whole experience, it's a stressful environment. You're going into a cage and you're about to, you know, fight someone and you've got all these people and friends and family watching you with all this pressure. And, but I loved every moment of it. And I think I was the happiest person in the room, you know, as you, you definitely said, seemed I, I like think, the happiest person in the room. You know, they actually... <laughs> Um, before the fight, they test your medicals and they test your heart rate and your mm. blood pressure and stuff. And, and my results were, were really, really like at a normal level compared to everyone else. You know, I was actually... Your, your pre-fight heart rate was the same. It as, was the same as, as, as what I would be now. It was that's just pretty calm. cool, isn't and, it? And they couldn't believe it. They're like, oh, it's not like... It's like the doctor was just like, it's not like you're not even fighting. Like, what's going on here? And it was just... I was just feeling calm. I was just like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm loving this experience right now. Like, I'm, I'm living my, my dream right now. So, why shouldn't I love it? That's why awesome. shouldn't I be happy? Yeah. That's... I, I really appreciate that. Like, just contrasting my experience in the ring fight. I did it as a overcoming fear thing. Mm. But I wasn't... It wasn't my element. Like... <laughs> I'm like this is this is not me. I did it because I'm like I want to I want to just be able to say that I've done it and yeah. fight through that fear and do something that was terrifying to me. Mm. But I'm not going back. Yeah, <laughs> my heart rate would have been through the roof. <laughs> I was feeling all those symptoms of anxiety, physically sick. It was a mess. <laughs> I want to um come to um talk about you say you've you've learned to deal with your anxiety. Um, what what do you or what did you do or what do you do now? That you know, you said you've learned to sort of acknowledge the symptoms. You know how far things can go. So it's, I suppose, awareness and acknowledgement. Yes. Is there any other things that you would suggest that work for you that might work for other people as well? Well, it's a day to day sort of thing, and um, obviously, depending on where you are at, it changes. When you're when the anxiety is really bad, to the point where you are struggling day to day, and it's really noticeable, Mm. then it's a bit different. Then you got to, I believe, for me, my coping strategy was just. They're, they're little goals, you know, 
maybe going outside for a walk and, you know, leaving the house and um, answering the phone when it rings and, you know, interacting with people, interacting with your friends, socializing and stuff, just staying present in, in mm-hmm. what's going on. Don't just abandon things because you think people don't want you around or, you, you know, you get these thoughts and this anxiety that takes over, they, you know, they take over your thoughts and thoughts of other people. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I would suggest just putting yourself in slight uncomfortable situations, but things that are good for you, you know, yes. um, positive environments, um, but not avoiding things because of that anxiety. Um, yeah. And obviously when you get a bit better at it, when you start coping with anxiety a bit more, then you start really, then you get a real good chance at, at recognizing things. Um, I found, I had a psychologist show me this really good um, thing, which was recognizing that everything interlinks your thoughts, um, your thoughts control your, you know, your, how you, how your body feels and then how your body feels will change your behavior. And if you can recognize those steps, you know, before it leads to the behavior change, because once it gets to the behavior change, then you're already, things have already, you know, gone a bit too far. Mm. If you can recognize, okay, my heart rate's racing at the moment. Why is that racing? Oh, it's racing because I'm nervous in this situation. Why am I nervous about this situation? All leads back to your thoughts. And um, if you can sort of tackle it early, you know, you've got a much better chance at, um, at avoiding it becoming an issue. So, so looking at it as an early intervention. Yes, exactly. You, you mentioned like, oh, my, I noticed my heart rate and then that causes you to check into your brain or yes. to your thoughts. Yeah. So, so it's sort of like, I, I feel this too. Like yeah. I, I've, I've said it before, I'll notice that I'm bumping into stuff. Like when I'm yeah. feeling a bit depressed, I'll be like, I'm clumsy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or I'm on the mats and I'm just sucking. And yeah. people that I can usually handle with ease, yeah. uh, like it's a real challenge or they start beating me. Yeah. And that's a warning sign for me. And I'm like, yeah. hang on, how am I actually feeling mentally? Yeah. And either I'm like getting physically sick or there's something actually going on. Yeah. So testing the body to check the mind. Yeah. It's good to, you know, just be in check with yourself every now and then. Like, you know, you're always going to have bad days and days you're not feeling on. And sometimes it's it's good just to, you know, today I, I came into class and I was feeling a bit frustrated and stuff. And, you know, um, I was just, you sort of tap in your own mind, like, why are we feeling this way? You know, and you start, you know, um, once you start rationalizing it and then you realize, okay, maybe I shouldn't be feeling this way over something like that, you know, and you, you start to, you've got a, a lot better of a chance when you actually take a look into yourself. Okay. I appreciate that. And so I suppose I want to get a just little distinction between, you sort of mentioned if it's like a real major thing compared yeah. to a minor thing. So like, I suppose we've been talking about the sort of the minor checkups. If there is a major thing, what would you go for if, if there's a, you know, a big mental health crisis, I suppose. Yeah, well, um, I can only go off of my own experience of with that. Um, and as I said, it, it, it has been a process and, I, and sometimes I've got to remember where I was, you know, because sometimes <laughs> you just you just get go day to day and, you, you know, sometimes it's nice to look back and you're like, man, like the, the amount of obstacles I've overcame. And when I think back in those earlier days of, um, of when I was really struggling with, with mental health, that the early steps I took was just, First of all, you just got to get help. You just got to whatever whatever remedy works for you. Um, you know, obviously, if it's not, um, you know, self damaging, um, you know, you got to you got to find what works for you. And um, yeah, you just just got to you know do things that that are positive. And you know, it's, it's just it's just putting take, it, take some action. Yeah, you got to take some action. Like that's that's just what worked for me. I had to set goals, and um, you know, I was listening to to another 
pro athlete and it, maybe that's just the way the pro athlete might like the athletic sort of mm-hmm. um, competitive mind works mm. um some people cope with things differently um but i was listening to tyson fury talk about his but he's uh issues with uh depression and anxiety where he was you know boxing world champion and all of a sudden he's in a horrible place mm. mentally um where he had to give up the world title because he couldn't he couldn't get in back in the ring <laughs> and um and he's he, he he when he was talking about it i was i was like i was like wow like it's very similar to, to the steps that i took when mm. getting out of it which was setting goals and having it you know and just day by day just pushing yourself a little harder each time so i wanted to address like you said you were like in that real low state um and then yeah you set the goals all, all that sort of stuff that led you to you know literally winning MMA title was there like a specific turning point that you can remember or something that was like okay right that's enough I'm gonna start setting the goals I'm gonna start seeing the psychologist I'm gonna take some sort of action or was it just like a gen like a like a small incremental thing it yeah it's, it's hard to look at one specific moment but I do remember there there was a there was that thought in my mind where um you know, I, I was just, I was just sick and tired of it. I was, I was, I was sick and tired of being sick every day, feeling like crap, not being like, you know, I, I missed some of the most fun, fun years of, of, of person's life is those late teens, mm. you know, throughout, uh, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 to 21, I wasn't really living a lot. You know, I wasn't mm. in school. I, I missed graduating with all my friends. I missed all the all the fun times you have in those years, um, I missed out on a lot of those things because of because I, I wasn't there. I was at home doing nothing while everyone else was everyone else was out living their life and experiencing things. You know, I'd, mm. I had a lot of catching up to do after 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 I after I um, dealt with my mental my mental illnesses. I had to I had to catch up on all that stuff and I had to I had to like okay I gotta learn this I gotta learn, I gotta you know play around with that and. You know, so I missed out on all of those things. So I was just, I was just sick of it. You know, I was like, I was like, no, nah, I'm sick of this thing, having this control over me. It's time for me to to get control back of my life and and you know, try to try to beat this. I was just, yeah, I was literally just sick and tired of of of, of not living anymore. I can I can relate to that in a way that, yeah, fully. Let let's um get fight specific. Okay, so. If, um, just to just to give a little bit of context, you're a flyweight, so that's fifty six kilos yeah. and lighter. So um, you're very fit. Yeah. I've never seen you tire. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's very hard to wear Troy out. The fight was five by three minutes. Yeah. So that's um, and it went the distance. So that's yeah. fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. 15 minutes. Right. It's a long <laughs> while. Um, imagine just sprinting straight for fifteen yeah. minutes. <laughs> that's what it felt like. <laughs> so first round. We all thought you were gonna. Like, we thought the ref was gonna call it. Yeah. I think I can't remember exactly, but it ended up with you on top, yeah. ground and pounding. And I reckon if it had went for another twenty seconds, the ref might have called it yeah. then and there. But he didn't. And then you had to go back to your corner and the second round, a bit slower, a bit more tired yeah. recovery. <laughs> I think you said um, it was like the most tired you've ever been. Oh yeah, it was the most tired I've ever felt. Um, like after I, you know. As you said, I'm 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 pretty lucky because, you know, I I feel like there is this misconception which being small means you're naturally fit. I don't think you're naturally fit, but I feel like a smaller person has a greater 
endurance potential than yes. a bigger person. And um, so I, I felt like I had really gotten high with my endurance to mm. where it was a lot higher than most people, most of my training partners, because I'm small and, and pretty athletic that I can reach at a, a certain level that others can't. And um, so I got to a point where I was getting through training sessions really comfortably like, and like really hard endurance training sessions. And, um, and you know, but I, it was, wasn't anything like I felt in that fight. I felt, <laughs> I felt terrible and, and, you know, I knew I still had a long time to go, but, um, but again, having my back up against the wall and having, you know, being in a discomforting position wasn't something that I wasn't used of. <laughs> I appreciate that. Third round, you came back a little bit. Did the refs give you that round? Yeah. I think they did. It wasn't it wasn't as anywhere near as convincing as the no. first round. Mm-hmm. You lost the second. Yeah. Did they did they give it to They did they didn't um announce what the actual oh, scorecard okay. was, but we can speculate that um, that I definitely won the first and he probably got the second one. Yeah, that, that's what we sort of thought watching. And third one we gave to you, but not nowhere near as convincingly as the first no. one. Fourth round, I think, might have went his way as well. Yeah, could have, that could have gone either Could have way. gone either way. Yeah. And fifth round was very similar to, to, the, yeah, to the first and round. it ended like it started. <laughs> it ended like it started. And once again, if you had had a few more, maybe 20 more seconds, it probably would have been... Oh, definitely. I was the, Towards the end, it was... You know, I think I counted like nine... Punt line, punt, uh, solid punches landing without mm. without any, you know, without him moving. Yeah. Well. Okay. So, couple of questions. How do you after that first round? How do you have the stomach or the the guts or like the will to get off the chair and go again? And then at the end of the second round, and third round, fourth round, because it's it's just it's an on another level of of cardio, right? Yeah, it is, and. Um... It's definitely a mental battle in itself. Um, but as I said, I, I've had a lot of experience with mental battles. So mm. I was pretty, I was pretty, that's where like, you know, I've mentioned, I, I feel like I've got a bit of an advantage over most people because I've had a lot, like a lot of mental battles to deal with that mental ba- battles in a fight I'm pretty comfortable with. Um, but I was very fortunate. I had my, my coach, John Donahue, uh, with me the entire time in my corner. And, um, you know, he's seen me from when I first entered that jiu-jitsu um gym where i couldn't make eye contact with anyone and walked in with my head down and um didn't talk to anyone else in it i was a you know i went from going into class right as class started so i didn't have to talk to anyone and being the first one out of the gym soon as soon as the soon as the class had ended from being the first one in the gym to the and the last person in the gym, I think that's where people, everyone that trains with me knows I'm I'm the one that hangs around and chats to everyone, and I'm the one who's the first person here. Um, so you know things have turned around a lot, and he's seen he's seen that whole journey for me, and uh, him being in my corner was that was real special for me because he mm. he knows me so well, and he knows what he knows what I'm capable of more than what I know. So he when I felt like I was completely out of it, he knew that. I still had more, you know, in me. So he just reassured me that and told me, you know, just keep, just keep fighting through because you're going to, you're going to get that second win. And, um, and that's pretty much what happened. I just put, I put that trust in him and, and I obviously just had to dig deep myself and I knew, you know, I knew I could because that's the way we train here. We, you know, my coaches, you know, he's a, he's another piece in the puzzle throughout this whole thing about overcoming anxiety and stuff is, the way he the way he trains us, he's got a lot of knowledge in sports psychology, working 100%. with a lot of professional athletes, and he's um, you know, he keeps us honest and he makes us push ourselves a lot 
harder than you know than we probably would like to and it's been all good experiences for me because he's you know he's he's made me dig deep and he's made me go out of my comfort zone a lot and you know at the time it's very hard mm. but it's it's a blessing you know in the, these circumstances because when yeah when you're faced with that challenge and that having to go through that adversity at that moment you saw what I was able to do you mm. saw that I was able to overcome and it's because of the the way he I've trained you know been trained I can, I can I can appreciate that from my own perspective when it's happening when you're getting pushed beyond your limits in class it's terrible yeah. and it feels horrible but it's definitely translated into like just non non combat aspects of my life yeah. just pushing through just life stress or challenging conversations or yeah. just anything it's like I've I've been here it doesn't bother me exactly. you know and it's it's I can definitely relate to that you're in an MMA fight this guy's in the ring trying to punch you in the face as hard as he can, right? He's trying to rip your head off. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel, this might be a stupid question from, you know, my lay perspective, you get hit in the face in the ring. Yeah. Do you feel the pain at the time? Like you get kicked in the in the guts or in the, you know, thigh kicked, something happens to you, like you get struck. How much does it hurt in the ring? And I suppose like af- afterwards, obviously, when, when the come down happens, you feel it, but... yeah. You definitely, During. you definitely feel it. You definitely, um, you know, you do have adrenaline, and you probably take it a lot. You probably take it a lot better than what you do, um, if you don't have that adrenaline. Um, I think the adrenaline just helps with the recovery process. I find I, I still feel like you feel everything. It's just you recover a lot quicker and you bounce back from things a lot faster, um, you know, than you would without it. So you don't really have that reaction to it. You feel it, but you don't really react to it. You just keep going. Um, so, yeah, you definitely feel it. And, um, you know, uh, but as I said, it's not enough to stop you. It's, 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 you, just, you just keep battling through it. And, um, you know, but definitely it was more so afterwards that I, f- I felt the pain um, in certain areas of my body that that were damaged throughout the fight that I didn't even realize. Um, and then obviously the days after. Mm. A lot of, a lot of soreness. <laughs> um, in your striking, in your MMA career, you're undefeated in your general striking. Um, so boxing, Muay Thai yeah. fights. Have you been knocked out before? No, I haven't been knocked out or, or dropped or anything. Dropped or anything? Are you concerned about like um brain damage or head injury that sort of stuff? I, I'm not concerned about it. Um, I'm aware of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not oblivious to it, and I'm not um. You know, I'm not going to be irresponsible about it. I do train in ways to keep that, with that in mind. I like to, I don't like to train if I've got head sorenesses. If I feel like I've got headaches, like I, I, I've. I remember one time you you got hit in training pretty hard, and you were yeah. saying you had a headache. Yeah, so I've had I've had definitely strong sy- symptoms of of concussion like issues in the mm-hmm. past, um, and I've used those experiences to, um, to grow a bit and be a bit be a bit smart with my training I don't like to spar any more than one time like once a week because I know you know I'm, I'm as you said I'm a 56 kilogram fighter I'm not very big and there's not a lot of guys my weight that I get to train with so if I'm if I'm sparring a lot with guys that are 70 kilos or plus you know and I'm getting hit you it's know, a big hand yeah it's, 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 it's <laughs> a lot of it's a lot of force for me to take so um and I don't really have that force to, to keep them away from me. They're just going to yeah. sort of walk through me and, and, and land all their power. So I, I do 
I do try to be smart with my training to avoid taking uh, too much, you know, damage. Um, so it's definitely something that I that I keep in mind, but I don't. Um, I'm not concerned to it about it to the point where I uh, I stop it from getting to where where I want to be. Is your is your sparring uh, like hard sparring? How how hard do you go in when, that? When we're preparing for a fight, it is hard. It's hard. Um, like it is, like, it is like compared to a fight, how how hard are we talking? It's very similar to a fight. Really, it's very similar to a fight. Um, uh, you know, we we tend to spar with people that are sort of um at our level and are you know they are controlled where you know if we hurt someone we're not going to go for the finish but um but we are training we are sparring hard we are you're trying to you're trying to hit we're trying to hit we're trying to we're trying to hurt the person we are we do want them we do want each other to feel like we're in a fight because that's what you're getting ready for so it's hard to i guess once you get to a certain experience level where maybe you know i've heard i've heard a lot of other fighters who are you know have had a dozen professional fights that they don't necessarily need hard sparring anymore probably because they're so they, they know what to do in a fight they're mm. very they're very familiar with that uh that place but i'm still i'm, I'm still, still learning, learning and I'm, not, I'm yet to get to that level yet um i just want to hone down on something that you, you brought up it's basically you in order to learn something you have to do that something mm. right so i mean you're um in uni at the moment studying to be a primary school teacher yeah right so it's all it's all learning yeah, yeah. one of the best ways to learn is by teaching others yeah. the kids kids class jiu-jitsu yeah. instructor with um one of with me as well and the the other best way is to do it yeah um so so there is something to be said about going in and actually doing the thing you want to learn yeah exactly it's like if you wanted to learn swimming you're not going to stand on the side and read a book about swimming you need to actually get in the water yeah. and try right yeah so I want to wrap it up soon, but I want to just ask a couple of quick questions about um, just general diet and exercise mm. overall. Um, what, what do you eat on a daily basis? Like I, I suppose, like in the lead up to a fight um, yeah. and in general. Yeah. Well, so if you're if you're training pretty intensively, um, as I you know I, like, I I fit in a lot a lot of hours of training, so obviously I got to be up to up with my fluids. Um, you know, I try to try to drink you know um like four liters a day four water. liters of water yeah. a day <laughs> I try, try to go through two 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 the two liter bottle like water bottles mm-hmm. i try to go through at least two of those a day yep. um you know um and if i don't i just have a hydrolyte to keep myself hydro i feel like that's again with when you talk about the concussion the the brain sort of stuff um, I was getting a lot more headaches when I wasn't drinking as much water. Mm. So now drinking a lot more water, I feel I can recover a lot better and I don't have, you know, long lasting damage. Um, Hydrolyte's like an electrolyte tablet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then as far as food, um, I, I, for me, uh, like I, I find diets are just, it's what works for you. Yes. Um, I come from an Italian background, so I, I, I'm ge- very generous with, with my carbohydrates um, so I eat a lot of pasta and really, yeah, I, 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 I don't, I said, I'm, I'm a small guy and I don't put on weight very easily so I can, ha- I can have all the carbs in the world. You're and, like shredded. I'm yeah, and I don't, it doesn't, jealous it doesn't, of this. It doesn't, really, it doesn't really affect me. I know, I know a lot of people, uh, you know, like the, the keto diet, which is zero carbs, um, you know, and that, that, that has obviously worked for a lot of people, but for me, I just find carbs respond to my body really well. They give mm. me a lot of energy. And they, um, you know, 
they give me a lot of fuel to get through exercising and especially with recovering after exercise. So I'm very generous with my carbs. I like to have a lot of protein. Um, so like protein shakes in the mornings and eggs in the morning. Um, again, I'll try to add it as much as I can into my meals. If I can add a bit of chicken to my pasta and, and, and whatnot. Um, I should be a bit better with my vegetables. I'm not, I'm not the best, you know what I mean? Like I'm not a professional or anything as a nutritionist by any means. Um, I wouldn't be taking my nutrition advice. Um, you know, as I said, it's just personal. It's just what, what works for me, but I definitely need to need to up my, my greens. Up your um, green intake. Yeah. <laughs> to to <laughs> just you, get that extra benefit. Do you eat much, um, sugars, desserts, um, soft drinks, that sort of stuff? Nah, soft drinks, pretty much not at all. I, I, I don't really like the way I I, te- I tend to with my diet I tend to go with what feels good mm. and I find sugary drinks um they 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 give me headaches again they mm. they you know you can just feel them like rubbing your teeth <laughs> as you're <laughs> drinking it um so and you know so I, I don't really I don't like them for that reason just how they make me feel and again it's, it's same with like fatty foods and stuff like if I go to McDonald's and have a burger I'm sick instantly you know mm. so um last time i had a mcdonald's meal i threw up like almost yeah, almost like, like just, 30 minutes later yeah. i was just vomiting I, I don't i don't feel feel well from it at all so mm. I, I just listen to my body i'm like that doesn't feel good i'm not gonna i'm not gonna force it down so i tend to just eat foods that my body feels good with and i feel energized when i have it like some some foods i don't feel too bad but i can feel my energy i can feel myself depleting from it like there's a lot of sugar in it and I just feel like, oh man, like, you know, I don't feel good at all. Like mm. I went to a pancake parlor the other week and had some pancakes and a bunch of maple syrup and I felt terrible for the whole day. It just ran me down. Mm. So I know, you know, those things aren't good for me. Yes. I, I like that approach a lot is um, self-directed looking at your body. This is what yeah, works for me. Yeah, yeah my, my diet's almost the opposite of yours in terms of carbs to, to fats to proteins. I don't, yeah. don't have any carbs. Well, I have some, but... I'm yeah, almost avoiding pastas because yeah. <laughs> I just feel terrible. Like, yeah, exactly. For, for, for other people, yeah. like, I've heard that a lot. Like, you know, a lot of people are very envious of my diet because... I am. I am they, very envious <laughs> they, they don't. They don't get... They don't, they're not able to get away with the uh, the the carbohydrates as, as I am. But at the same time, there, there, there are some foods that I see other people have with no... Like cheese, for example. A lot of people have cheese and have no problem at all with it. For me, I've got to really limit my cheese mm. intake because I find it irritates me a lot. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, so certain foods I just stay away from. Or, I like or just that. Limit. Um, so for that, that's your food side, um, exercise side. In basically, if you can just give me a little rundown of what your like your general level is, mm-hmm. and then what you upped that to prior to your championship fight. Yeah. So my general level of training, you know, is it's probably roughly around two to three hours every day, um, mm-hmm. and having one rest day. Um, where I, you know, try to try to completely rest and recover. Um, you know, again, I'm doing this in with goals and intentions of, of performing, um, at a, at a high level. So, um, you know, I put, I put a lot into my training and in, in those hours, I, I exert a lot, a lot of energy and a, a lot of, a lot of work in it. Um, are those three hours just class time or do you do any strength and conditioning work? If, if day, day to day, um, or like when I'm not preparing for a fight, I, I will do some probably like 30 to 40 minutes of strength work added into it. Um, you know, try to, try to build some muscle during, uh, during when I'm not preparing for a fight. But then if I'm preparing for a fight, it, it's, it's a lot more, it's a lot more training and it's not so much strength work. It's more so 
cardio work to get mm-hmm. me ready for to be fight fit. Mm-hmm. Any any stretching or like yoga or anything like that? Um, I, I do yoga classes very rarely. Um, <laughs> I do them every now and then, just jump in them because I, I really enjoy them and I, I find them fun and very beneficial. If I um, if I was able to do more of them, I definitely would because I see a lot of benefit to it. Um, again, it's it's like one of those it's it's eating stretching. I see it's just it's eating your vegetables. It's something you don't you don't you don't like doing. You don't, you know it's 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 not it's not the most pleasant thing, but or it's not the most fun thing you can do. Like it, it's much more fun to learn how to throw kicks at someone's head and do some cool submissions in classes and do a bunch of rolling and sparring. But it's one of those things that it's it's very beneficial and uh, like it's a huge huge necessity in training. So so eat your greens and stretch eat more. Your, <laughs> eat your greens and stretch. They're they're the the probably the least fun things for me, but I got to do more of them. I like it. <laughs> All right, so um, what's next for you in terms of in terms of your fighting? Well, I, I did. I, I do want to be active this year with um with competing, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I'm I'm fortunate now that I'm in a mental state where I can push myself to those limits. I really feel like I can now, and um, you know, so I want to take advantage of that, and I want to really give this a good crack and make make this year a, a big year for me. So I'll be um. I'll be competing a lot in, in all sorts of martial arts competitions mm-hmm. as, as much as I can. Looking to defend your title? Definitely. When um any any hints on a date or anything like that coming up? Possibly May. Possibly May. So that's what is it now? March, April, May. Two yeah. two months. Yeah. Quick turnaround. Quick turnaround, <laughs> far out. Yeah. Back on the um back on the pre pre fight prep. Yeah. I I love it. So if people want to contact you or um check up with you on Instagram. Um, Troy Fumo underscore MMA. Yeah, so if you just you know if you're interested in following my journey and you know want to want to shoot me some some questions or whatever if you've got gone through the same thing you know I'm happy, I'll be happy to respond. Hundred percent. Thanks for jumping on the podcast. I appreciate oh, it. Good. Thanks for having me. Done. So thanks for listening. If you want to contact Troy, you can do so on his Instagram at troyfumo underscore MMA. And I'll chuck a link down below. If you want to support the Reality Check podcast, there's a couple of ways you can do so. I'll put a link down below to all of these links, but the best way would be to just tell someone about it. Just say, hey, check this out. Send them a link, send them a private message, tell them in person and say, hey, I think this podcast will be a good listen for you. And if you're liking it, wherever you're listening to it, put up a review, hit that five stars put a little bit of a comment in there and say, hey, I enjoyed this podcast. It really does help spread the word. The more reviews, the more likes, the more shares, the bigger the audience and the more we can spread the message and the more help we can help each other with. If you want to help me out a little bit more directly, you can do so by purchasing one of my books. They're available and out now as eBooks, paperback and audiobooks. I'll chuck the links down below for that. And if you can, I would really appreciate some direct support through Patreon or PayPal or GoFundMe. If you have a little bit of extra cash and you want to throw it my way, just as a way to say thank you, I would really appreciate that. Doing these interviews and podcasts and blogs and all that sort of stuff does take a lot of my time. I'm doing this as a passion project and I'll keep doing it. But if you're finding some value, if you think this is worth a cup of coffee, send me a couple of bucks. It really does help. A small amount on your end would make a massive difference on my end. And finally, if you want to connect with me, I can be found on my website at zachary-phillips.com or on social. I'm everywhere at Zach P. Phillips. All the links will be down below. So yeah, catch up.